um, a moving company called Major Movers and Cleaning. And then I also have a massage business called the Body Rub Babes. Nice. Are the, do the Body Rub Babes travel? Yes, they do. Are you one of the Body Rub Babes? Well, I have been, but now I kind of like, kind of nervous be, to do anything. But if I wanted <laughs> you to be one of my Body Rub Babes, like, uh, would you be a Body Rub Babe for me? Oh, yeah, sure. Okay, cool. Because nah, I, I, I don't mean to be unprofessional or anything like that, but I can't stop looking at your cleavage. It's, it's you have, you know, your cleavage oh, is popping, you. babe. Nah, nah, you can leave it how it was, man. You can leave it exactly how it was, man. I, right now, I'm thinking about cleavage and the body rub, babes. But, uh, <laughs> so, nah, don't cover well, that's school. Not, it's, it's like, you know. Um. Yeah, babe. <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh yeah. These people done turned us into bosses, nigga. <laughs> hey, I find a loophole. Been trapping since a youngster. Fully automatic, we can't let no nigga punk us. Fuck about no bitch, I treat a model like a runner. Bitch free wide sale, I know thugs, I know gunners. I was raised to get some money, flip that shit like 10 ways. In the trap, I'm money hungry, stack that shit for 90 days. Naked bitches in the room, they fucking like they getting paid. Rolls races in the trenches, parked in front of Section 8. I'm on a strict diet, hood, bocce, and exotic pop. You know how I rock, I pass the Glock, no action, one up top. We at the Angelino at the top, vacuum sealing Zion. If I don't introduce the bitch, she going, go ahead and shoot your shot. I throw the lamb in court. I'm on Deuce Black with a horse He rush it down for sport We shoot shit off the court They hatin', that's of course The bum ass niggas poor Ain't sponsoring no whore Got money, we want more I find a loophole Been trapping since a youngster Fully automatic, we can't let no nigga punk us Fuck about no bitch, I treat a model like a runner Bitch free wide sale, I know thugs, I know gunners I was raised to get some money, flip that shit like 10 ways In the trap, I'm money hungry, stack that shit for 90 days Naked bitches in the room, they fucking like they getting paid Rolls races in the trenches, parked in front of Oh yeah, this your boy, this your motherfucking boy King No Uncensored, we got new music Fridays, okay? We got new music fucking Fridays, y'all. Body rub babes. <laughs> that is funny as hell, bro. Yo, man, this nigga Cameron is a fucking savage, bro. Like this, this nigga is flirting with this married woman, bro. Well, you know, um, Trezor Wilson from It Is What It Is got her own show, and Cam appeared on that show, and Joe Smith's wife appeared on that show. And Cam is just wilding the fuck out, dog. Oh, my God. Anyway, moving on to something more serious. Piston fans. 
are complaining about Killian Hayes getting too much minutes and wasting up space on a team where basically the Pistons fans, experts, analysts, columnists, they all feel like Kate Cunningham needs to be surrounded by better shooting. Now, I do attribute that to uh, Bohan Bogdanovich being missing. You know, Bogdanovich was averaging almost 20 a game last year. So we're missing that. Swar Thompson's not a great three-point shooter. Killian Hayes is probably the worst player in the NBA right now. Hands down, I don't care what y'all think or say. You know, people make so many excuses for this kid. I don't get it. Like, I feel like Hayes should have went to college. I've been singing the same motherfucking tune this whole motherfucking time. He's not it. Bench this guy or cut him. The experiment has not gone well. Do you know how many wins we would have had if Killian missed, you know, goes 0 for 8 every fucking game? You know how many, you know, that's... 16 points right there or more that could have went to somebody else but me as a Piston fan I'm tired I want this dude out like Troy Weaver I know Monty Williams said he believes in this kid and blah, 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 yada, yada. But this dude's had four fucking years, dude, and has done absolutely nothing. He doesn't make the team better. He makes the team worse. Like, this dude is a brick factory. This nigga sold more bricks than Al Capone. And that's all I'm going to have to say on that. All right, so... We got some new music, man. Oh my goodness. First thing we're going to start off with. I know some of y'all. Some of y'all niggas don't care about this first uh, candidate here. We still going to talk about it. I don't give a fuck. Two of my favorite artists are two artists that I actually fuck with heavy veteran rappers. This is my era. So a lot of y'all niggas that's like 30 and younger would not understand. Obi Trison Corrupt teamed up to do an album together. Called long, called long story longer presents. Let's see if I can find that on Genius before I get to it. All right, fuck it. I'm just gonna go to the Apple Music joint. All 
All right, so Corrupted Obi Trice dropped an EP called Long Story Longer. It's not it's not really a fucking long story at all. It's a very short story, if you ask me. But the feature list is actually long as fuck. Pause, but we're going to get to it. The intro is basically Flavor Flav just talking on it. Long Story Longer 2 featuring MRKSX. Um, MRKSX appeared on five of the six tracks. So I think MRKSX should have been billed as the third nigga in this group. In my opinion. But Long Story Longer featuring MRKSX. This is okay. It's a little. This track is a little bit too fast for, corru- for, for corrupting Obi Trice in my opinion. But when it switches over to Goodbye... This is more of Obi and Corrupt's pocket. Like slower beats are are more fit for Obi and Corrupt, in my personal opinion. But Goodbye is just, you know, it's a dark song. Greatest featuring Spice One, MC8, Bazaar, and MRKSX. Yo, this shit was fire. This kind of surprised me, even though Spice One always rap fast, so he could adjust and do like a current trap beat. MC8 surprised me too. Like a lot of y'all don't know nothing about Spice One and MC8. Only niggas of my era know. But if y'all did y'all history on hip hop, especially West Coast hip hop, you'll understand. And bizarre verse. I'm not going to lie. It's between him and Spice One on who had the better verse. People Like You remix featuring John Connor, Swift McVeigh from D12, Razzcast, Yuck Mouth, and Keith Murray. Yo. This joint was crazy, bro. Corrupt wasn't even on the song. Obi Trice did his thing, but... John Connor devoured this track. Pause. Never nothing about money. I think that's the name of the title of the acronym for track six featuring Yuck Mouth and MRKSX. Obi and Corrupt was not on this song, but I definitely enjoyed it. All in all, this is a decent album, but here's the problem. I feel like the guests outshine Obi and Corrupt. I mean, this is supposed to be their project, and it seemed more like a DJ Khaled album than an Obi Trison Corrupt album, if you ask me. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm going to also be honest about something. I don't think four tracks is enough to showcase chemistry. We all know Obi Trice and Corrupt are lyricists and wordsmiths. You know, Corrupt use has a very wide vocabulary pause, but, you know, he's very good with using like high level words that some people can't pronounce or spell. Obi Trice has always been a solid rapper, but, you know, I wasn't necessarily disappointed. This is a good project, but, you know, the flaws also show that, you know, 
I feel like it should have been more tracks on here so that we can see why these two teamed up in the first place. Now, let's move on to my nigga, T. Grizzly. Detroit's in the motherfucking building today. T. Grizzly released a brand new project today, and I was excited. And he called it T's Coney Island. Now, for those of y'all that's listening that's not familiar with Detroit, we have like many Coney Islands in the city. We got at least a thousand of them bitches, nigga. And that's like a theme of our city. So I can see why he called it T's Coney Island. And shout out to T Grizzly, man. This dude put together something hot. All right, ain't nothing new. It's pretty much how every T Grizzly album starts off with a hell of a beat with just the piano and then the beat coming in. He's been doing this damn near every album. Floaters. This was cool. This is a banger. Loophole with 21 Savage. I actually played at the beginning of the show. Yo. This collaboration was fire. City of God featuring Chris Brown. This was pretty good. This was the Afro beat song. You know, every album got one of these tracks now. That's made by like a newer artist or a popping artist, I should say. Even though, I don't know, I feel like T Grizzly should be a little bit more commercial. That's just me. One on one. I love this sample. I think this is the the, the sample that has uh, Ain't Nobody by uh, Shaka Khan. Yo, this beat was so fucking cold. Anti-Grizzly killed the soprano with Machine Gun Kelly. Hey, man, who would have thought that T-Grizzly and Machine Gun Kelly would make a dope-ass record in 2023? Like, Machine Gun Kelly still shows that he can still spit. Off the top, this was cool. I definitely messed with off the top. Pause. Three sports. I get the concept of three sports. This was cool. Grizzly two times featuring Finesse two times. Oh, my goodness. This was a major collab. These two guys need to make an album together. I'm telling y'all right now. The chemistry on this track between these two was crazy. Pause that. Fight This Case, eh, this is probably the weakest song on the album, in my opinion. This probably would be the only track I would skip. Hint, hint. I Don't Give a Fuck, featuring Chris Brown and Mariah the Scientist. T Grizzly tries to woo a woman that already has a man, but the man don't, don't put it down like him. Pause. So... This record should be like a Billboard hit record. Like, this should be a top 40 record right here. A big single. Tried and Tried Again. This featuring Corday. This collaboration is fucking dope. I like this shit. I love T. Ayo, man. This is that track about fake love. This was executed pretty damn good, if you ask me. Robbery 6, I mean, I like this song, but it's the second worst song, but it's not a bad song. 
gorgeous remix featuring Skilla Baby and the City Girls. This was cool. This was all right. Charles Brown. This was a really good song. All in all, T Grizzly put together a dope body of work today. Like, I like 15 out of the 16 songs personally. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't view it as a classic album, but that doesn't take away from the fact that this is a very well-constructed project. I definitely enjoyed it, and I was definitely entertained. Next up, we got Lloyd Banks' Halloween Havoc 4, I believe. Yep, it's Halloween Havoc 4, the sec 72nd hour by Lloyd Banks. It's a new mixtape. Let's see what he got. Above the Law, this was okay. Convoy, Lloyd Banks was in his bag on this one. This is the Lloyd Banks that we grown to love. Familiar Scars, this was pretty dark. Speeding Season, this was okay. Dangerous Minds. Eh, it's alright. No Opinions. This was good. Clubbing and Chaos was different. Diamond Heist featuring Vado. This was dope as fuck. Trap, Trap Dice was all okay. Broken Arrows was okay. You Shouldn't Be Here was mid Roman weather was cool take me under was okay bad advice featuring Sayari kid this was dope as hell this is a song about women and their friends hating on a man condolences I love this shit all in all Halloween Havoc 4 a lot of the hooks if not all of the hooks contain a message And Lloyd Banks does spit a lot of lessons on a lot of these songs. Now, the production, I feel like the production could have been better. Now, I get it. I like i like the fact that, you know, I like boom bap. I like New York rap. I like lyrical rap like the next man. But if the beat's not on point, I'm not going to listen to it all the time. Like ha Halloween Havoc for the 72nd hour is a, a project you listen to when you want to hear bars, when you want to hear good raps, and you want to hear boom bap. But I feel like it needs to be a little bit more versatile. It's, you know, because there's a lot of fillers on here, not enough iller. Like, I can't honestly say, like, if I would listen to over half of this project personally the mixtape is good don't get me wrong because of the lyrical content and it's fit and, and the, you know the undertone of this mixtape is kind of dark and gloomy it's also an album you kind of listen to when you're not feeling too good all right let's move on to the last album oh my god i gotta really review 
29 tracks. Young Jeezy put out a double disc album. I might forgive, but I don't forget. Let's get into it. Let's speed through this hole so I can get to yesterday's games and today's games, ladies and gentlemen. Y'all gonna be here for a long time. Pause, but let's go. I might forgive. This sounds like vintage Jeezy on here. Epic beat with loud horns and heavy bass. My name. Yeah. This was the same type of beat, but uh, nah. No complaining. I didn't care for this track like that. They don't love me. What a waste of an ATL Jacob beat. This shit was hot ass. I hated the hook. They don't love me. They don't love me. They don't love me no more. Trust no one. This was pretty good as far as the storytelling side of the game. Sad. Um, Mid. Don't like it. Couldn't lose if I tried. Don't care for it. This is the first disc, y'all. This is the first disc. Rewrite History. This was a better song. This was good. Never had a bad day in my life. Mid. This Too Shall Pass was good. I like the storytelling on here. Don't Deserve Me was ass. If I'm being honest, it's mid. Don't Cheat. That's one of my favorite records on here. Real niggas don't cheat. <laughs> that shit is dope. Shine On Me fire definitely enjoy shine on me and keep the change jeezy man on this particular disc this was all about betrayal backstabbing and niggas is hating on me that's what the first disc was but keep the change jeezy is very vicious as he talks about somebody that you know the people that have fucked him over in his life Now let's move on to the second disc. Delusional, I didn't really care for that shit. Not gonna lie. Nothing to prove. That seems to be the theme of this project here. More on that in a minute. Titanic was not feeling that shit at all. Everything about me is true. Fire. Expectations. I could tell he was talking about be raw steam bro i could tell he was talking about blood raw a former member of usda because it's me you and slick because blood raw been doing interviews talking about his experience on cte so claim the fame this was cool what i gotta do another one of my favorite songs on here i love this shit my intentions Actually, you know what? The track he talking about Blood Raw on is my intentions, not expectations. I'm sorry about that. Let me clarify that. Let me fix that. But yeah, my intentions, man. Real truth. Never be a fan. Just plain and simple. Don't get your hopes up. Sade. Sade was dope. It's so laid back and cool. Don't let up. This was uplifting. I love the background vocals. It definitely reminds me of 
late not, late nineties death row. Since Pop died, this was dope as fuck. Free champagne was mid. No choice was good. All in all, we gonna talk about this one before we move on to the games, though. We gonna talk. All in all, I might forgive, but I don't forget. It's half mid, half pretty good. The first disc had so many throwaways. If you just completely eliminated 80% of the first disc, this album probably would have been a classic, in my opinion. Like, it's so many throwaways on that first disc. As an overall project, the production is dope. And Jeezy on some of these tracks lyrically is kind of lazy in a way I like some of the punchlines he was using on the second disc I mean the second disc is entirely produced by Justice League Justice League and GZ have been collaborating a lot quite lately but a lot of people were criticizing this project calling it mediocre and ass I say it's a level above mediocre I would say it's average and I've heard way worse Jeezy albums this album is better than Thug Motivation 104 it's better than Pressure it's better than fucking um, uh, ah, what's the name of that album I can't think of the name of the album that oh Church in the Streets it's definitely better than that but that's all I'll give it though but it's just too many songs like 29 records like Jeezy lucky that I'm a fan of his and I decided to give this project a chance but this was a huge mid pack This is a pack of Reggie. Don't get me wrong. That second disc disc got some bops on it. It, it, You know, the first disc, you know, overall, this as an overall project has dope-ass production. And looking towards next year, this probably could end up being one of the best produced albums, in my opinion. Okay, I think that's it for projects. Now, let's get to these games. We're going to get through this shit as fast as we can. There were four games on Thursday, ladies and gentlemen. All right, we got the Philadelphia 76ers defeating the Toronto Raptors 114-99. to Dennis Schroeder had 13 points and 10 rebounds. Scotty Barnes had 24 points, 8 rebounds, 8 assists. And OG Ananobi had 16 points. Kelly Oubre continues his massacre. 23 points on 8 of 13 shooting, 5 of 6 from 3. Tobias, oh, yeah, Tobias Harris, 23 points. 10 of 17 from the field. Joel Embiid, 28 points, 13 rebounds, 7 assists. Tyrese Maxey, 18 points. Now, one thing I have noticed about Joel Embiid is he's passing a lot more. 
Like, he's tapping into his joke-it shot because Embiid was never really a good passer up until this season. Since Harden's departure, now people are going to be targeting Embiid a lot more. And then once Maxi becomes even more dangerous, then they're going to be double-teaming them both. Pause. And that's going to leave, like, Kelly Oubre open. That's going to leave Tobias Harris with open shots. Like, you really got to think about that. The New Orleans Pelicans beat the Detroit Pistons 125-126. to 126. This was a big conflict of interest and very tough to watch. The Detroit Pistons had seven niggas in double figures and still lost. Cade Cunningham at 22 points and 11 assists. Wow. Marcus Sasser had 19 points off the bench. Jaden Ivey had 12 points off the bench. Aswar Thompson had 16 points. Matt Ryan, wow, had 20 points. 7 of 10 shooting, 6 of 8 from 3. The Pelicans were without Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram, and the Pistons still lost. Proof that the Pistons have a lot more work to do. Herb Jones, 21 points. Jonas Valley and Shooters, 23 points. 13 rebounds, 5 assists. CJ McCollum, 33 points, 4 rebounds, 5 assists. Dyson Daniels, 10.7 rebounds, 6 assists off the bench. The Orlando Magic defeated the Utah Jazz, 115 to 113. Franz Watner, 21 points. Oh, Paolo Banchero must have heard the episode because he finally had his first good game of the season. 30 points, 9 rebounds, 9 of 13 from the field. Yeah, Paolo was listening. He heard he heard me say that he was having a sophomore mid-pack season. Wendell Carter Jr., 14 points, 10 rebounds. And Cole Anthony, 18 points, 7 rebounds, 7 assists. Off the bench. Lori Marketing, 22 points. John Collins, 20 points, 10 rebounds. Jordan Clarkson, 21 points. Six rebounds, six assists. Taylor Horton Tucker, 15 points, eight, re- eight assists. Yeah, I watched this game, y'all. The San Antonio Spurs defeated the Phoenix Suns 132 to 121 as the Spurs spoil. Devin Booker's return. As Victor Wembenyama has arrived in the NBA, as Victor had 38 points, 10 rebounds, and 2 blocks. He shot 15 of 26 from the field, 3 of 6 from 3. This looks like the Victor Wembenyama I saw overseas. Zach Collins had 19 points. Devin Vassell, before an unfortunate groin injury, had 17 points. Jeremy Sohan, 14 points, 5 rebounds, 9 assists. Jetty Osman, 13 points. Trey Jones, 12 points, 5 rebounds, 10 assists. Let's look at Phoenix. 
Devin Booker had 31 points, 9 rebounds, and 13 assists, and they still lost. 28 points from Kevin Durant. Grayson Allen had 16 points. Keita Bates Jop had 13 points. Devin Eubanks had 13 points. Man. Five niggas in double figures. Still lost. Crazy. Let's take a look at Friday's games. Now, Friday's games were the official debut of the end-season tournament. Let's get into it. The Indiana Pacers defeated the Cleveland Cavaliers 121-116 as Darius Garland returned to the lineup. And the, and the Cavaliers had seven niggas in double figures and still lost, by the way. 38 points, 5 rebounds, 9 assists from Donovan Mitchell. Evan Mobley had 14 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists, 3 steals, 4 blocks. Ooh, wow. It's, looking it's giving Defensive Player of the Year candidate. In his return, Darius Garland had 14 points, and Jared Allen returned to the lineup. So Cleveland had their starters and still lost to Indiana. That's crazy. And Gorgas Niang had 12 points off the bench. Karis LeVert had 13 points off the bench. Miles Turner, 27 points, 9 rebounds. Tyrese Halliburton had 18 points, 13 assists. Bruce Brown had 19 points. Indiana had six niggas in double figures. Buddy Heal, 14 points off the bench. Jalen Smith, 13 points. Aaron Neesmith, 13 points. I got to see some of this game. Uh, Milwaukee Bucks defeated the New York Knicks 110 to 105. As you know what time it is. What time is it? Dame time. Because Damian Lillard closed this game out. But we cannot go without speaking about Jalen Brunson's performance. He was lighting everybody up that was in front of him. As Jalen Brunson had 40 Five points and they still lost. Crazy. Julius Randle shot five of 20 again. Why is he shooting so much? It's ridiculous. I know he had 16 points and 12 rebounds, but that shooting is unacceptable. I think if Julius Randle would have made some of those shots, New York would have beaten the Bucks. Mitchell Robinson had an interesting stat line. Zero points, 15 rebounds. Quentin Grimes had 17 on the Bucs side, Giannis Antetokounmpo had 22 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists. Damian Lillard, 30 points, 7 to 15 shooting, 4 of 7 from 3. Jay Crowder had 14 points off the bench, and Marjan Bochamp had 13 points off the bench. It's just plain and simple. Dame closed out this game. The Warriors ended up defeating the Thunder 141 to 139 as this game came down to a controversial shot. Steph Curry hit the game-winning shot. Draymond looked over to uh, tap it in, but he grabbed the rim, but he grazed the rim, I say. And it didn't affect the shot, and it definitely um, looked at the replay. And they ended up giving the Warriors the game. 
Steph Curry, 30 points, 8 rebounds, 7 assists. Andrew Wiggins finally bounced back. 6 of 11 from the field, 17 points. Draymond had 15 points. Dario Saric off the bench, 20 points. 6 of 9 from the field. 4 of 7 from 3. Jonathan Kaminga, 19 points. 9 of 15 shooting. He was incredible. Thunder, 6 niggas in double figures. Chet Holmgren had 24 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists. Lou Dort, 29 points. Man, he couldn't miss. He was 6 of 6 from 3. Isaiah Joe, 16 points off the bench. Josh Giddy, 18 points. Kaysen Wallace got the start tonight, 6 of 10 from the field. Yeah, I'm glad they give him my nigga clock, man. Nets versus Bulls. The Nets defeated the Bulls 109 to 107. Cam Thomas, 17 points, 6 of 18 shooting. Oh, Jesus. Macau Bridges, 20 points. Dorian Finney Smith, 21 points. And Lonnie Walker, the third, 11 points off the bench. Zach Levine, 24 points. Nikola Vucevic, 13 points, 13 rebounds. DeMar DeRozan, 24 points. Kobe White, 18 points. Let's look at the uh, Heat versus Wizards as the Miami Heat defeated the uh, Washington Wizards 121 to 114. Jordan Poole had 19 points on 8 of 14 shooting, 3 of 4 from 3. It's much better. Kyle Kuzma had 22 points. Johnny Davis had 11 points. Denny Avija had 14 points. Jimmy Butler had 20 points. Tyler Hero, 24 points, 10 rebounds, 9 assists. Duncan Robinson had 18 points off the bench. Thomas Bryant had 11 points off the bench. And Josh Richardson had 10 points off the bench. Jamie Wachez Jr. had 9 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists. Alright, the Portland Trailblazers and the Memphis Grizzlies went to overtime as the Portland Trailblazers defeated the Memphis Grizzlies 115 to 113. Damn. Um aren't the Grizzlies still winless? Let me double check that. The Grizzlies are 0 and 6. That had to be heartbreaking. Man, Taylor Jenkins' job might be on the line. Who knows? Jaron Jackson Jr., 30 points, 10 rebounds. And three blocks. Desmond Bain, 33 points, 8 rebounds, 7 assists, 4 steals, 3 blocks. 13 of 26 from the field. 
Jeremy Grant, 26 points. DeAndre Ayton, 16 points, 12 rebounds, 3 steals. Malcolm Brogdon, 24 points, 7 rebounds, 10 assists. Shaden Sharp, 22 points. As the Blazers were without Scoot Henderson. Last but totally not least, this was the shootout at the OK Corral as the Denver Nuggets defeated the Dallas Mavericks 125-124. to Luka Doncic, 34 points, 10 rebounds, 8 assists. Kyrie Irving, 22 points, 7 rebounds. Grant Williams, 13 points. Michael Porter Jr. was hot. He was on fire. 10 of 18 from the field. 4 of 8 from 3. He couldn't miss. He had 24 points and 9 rebounds. Aaron Gordon had 18 points. 8 rebounds. 6 assists. Nikola Jokic had 33 points. 14 rebounds. 9 assists. Jamal Murray had 18 points. 13 assists. Jesus. Everybody eats, B. I just feel like Denver's chemistry was much better than Dallas's. It, it just came down to that, in my personal opinion. I mean, this is this was this game was dominated by Denver, straight up. It was Denver was the dominant team throughout, and it was no way that they were going to let Dallas come back and win. All right, y'all. I'm tired as fuck. I'm ready to go to bed. This is Keenone Uncensored. New Music Fridays. It's up. The body rub, babes, and I'm gone.